Welcome to the Comedy Here Often podcast. I'm your host, Kevy. This week on the show, Sean McDonald and Darcy Collins. Yeah. Which is like, it's only the fact that he pulls it off is the most exciting thing to me. Well, it's interesting. Are we, are we on right now? Yeah, we, we're on. Oh, boy. This wouldn't be a real podcast if someone <laughs> didn't ask, are we recording? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We did an intro. So now I know it's a real podcast. Always, I'm so used to doing like these like preschool ones where people are just like, and go. And then you just have to like, so, uh, I want to see a preschool podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that would that be what you good. teach? Oh, my friend. I teach special needs podcasts. Very okay. different. Okay. That'd be a pretty good one, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to cut that one right there before I lose my job. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. I always wonder that because I had John Cullen on here, and I was like, what can we say that will make you lose your substitute teaching job? Yeah. <laughs> and Stefan Heck was like, well, he could say this. He did say this one time. He's just trying to ruin his life. <laughs> totally. Those two hate each other, and I love it. Great dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gotten in trouble for anything you've done in stand-up from the school you work at? No, nothing. Wow. Absolutely nothing. I've had one... Uh, I had that one joke from like a while ago about a kid that I te- like taught in per- like daycare or whatever, and then one of my supervisors made a very snide comment about it, Okay, and it was just kind of in passing of being like, oh, you used his real name, and I was just like, okay, like, all right, sorry. Whoa. But no, it's never been too, too serious. That's good. Yeah, it's always been. They haven't seen the bad stuff, though. Wait till your album comes out. When my course. album comes out, I am going on uh, unemployment so quickly. <laughs> hey, what's what's the exact date that album comes out? It's, uh, I don't think that's been announced yet, right? Uh, I know sometime in November. Let's try to help in that. <laughs> well, you know, you're more organized than us. Yeah. So quit rubbing that's, it in, Darcy. Gonna do a quit sting. I mean, you were late for this podcast. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> I hear you have a real problem with the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on the way here, it was like um, there was a delay, and then it was like twenty minutes late, and I was like, "Sick, I'm getting late for this podcast." And then uh, another bus showed up, and I was yeah. like, "Okay, good. Like they've sent an emergency bus just for you." I heard just for me. I well, I'm the king of the bus. <laughs> Very much. King of the bus is a great title, dude. Yeah. King of the bus. So. Then we get on there, and it's just this like terrified like newbie, like just this like intern of bus drivers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, ding. And I was like, it's gonna take a thousand years. And he's like making small talk with everybody, like he still cares. Like, and he's, then like, the things come off, and you're like, God <laughs> damn it! Why do the things still come off? Yeah. And they got to go out with like an old timey hook. And, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like a lantern yeah, lighter it is, dude. when he it's, goes up there. It's the hook the Sandman from the Apollo has to drag <laughs> people off stage. Yeah. Like, we in this weird victorian era fishing town yeah. where everything's like jerry-rigged with electricity and all of our buses <laughs> shut down why that is it the not get electrocuted hook yeah why that hook yeah why no the more pressing question why are all of our buses hooked up to a weird power <laughs> grid that like sparks and cackles and stuff and, and then it just like they like take a corner too fast and the whole bus is done it's like it's probably the same corner every time like yeah. that's probably what makes bus drivers slowly become way less patient yeah it's like, ah, uh, Abbott's coming. Great. <laughs> yeah, here comes the Granville Broadway turn. Killed many a man. <laughs> also, we don't have Uber, so we're, really, we just have an embarrassing transportation situation That's in the city. Bad. Uber's coming. It is? Yeah, is it? Yeah, cab drivers are up in arms about it. It's, it's slowly making its way here. It's oh, causing man. quite a stir. Jesus, I had a- everywhere has it but us. I, I'm, I'm pro-anti-Uber. Does that make sense? Is that- You're just anti-Uber. No, I'm I'm pro hating Uber, but when it gets here, I'm all in. Okay, you know, it's, it's just it's cheap. I think it's easier to live life as a sellout that way. 
Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pro selling out. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jeffrey Joseph, he's a comedian in this city. Do you know him? He's from New York. And he... Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very funny. He was... We were watching the Raptors finals games, and he's like... Yeah, I'm a fully a Raptors supporter now. Like, I just sold out the Knicks. I'm I'm into the Raptors now. Yeah. And I was like, what about next year? He's like, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> the bandwagon oh, is great. I like that. I don't think anyone's hopping on the Knicks anytime soon. <laughs> Holy shit. They yeah, just no. keep getting worse. They don't even have Rappaport anymore. They've they've lost everyone. No, they got was it R.J. Barrett? They got that new guy. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, I might be messing his name up. They got a new draft pick. Dude. Oh man, could be the saving grace from Canada. I don't. He's a Canadian. Yeah. I think certain. Sorry, sports talk. I think some teams are cursed. Like that. Thank you. Sports thank talk. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was some kind of baseball bad juju thing they did <laughs> in the bottom of the ninth or something. Yeah. I don't know. You turn your head sideways, <laughs> pack a fat lip. Like, yeah. Keep going, Kevy. He looks like Popeye. Um, <laughs> but there's certain there's certain thing like the Knicks have have been a team since the beginning of the NBA and still they haven't had a great team almost ever. Definitely not in my lifetime. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? I, I honestly, in speaking of bandwagons, I didn't give a shit about uh, baseball until the Chicago Bears like had that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. What, is it the Bears? It's, no, is it the Bears? Cubs. It? The Cubs. That's Man, the one. you still don't like them, I guess. I don't. My dad loves <laughs> them. I just watched that whole season and was like, cool. And then watch, and I saw people like break down crying like, this is all I've ever wanted. And I was oh, like, you know what's nice. great is if, if you ever want to get someone a little bit into sports who's just totally against it there's two ways one is 30 for 30s there's there's some great ones yeah but the best one is sports bloopers because who doesn't like seeing a fly ball go off jose canseco's head and then out of bounds (laughs) so embarrassing you know what i mean yeah if you if you're if you're dating someone and they don't like sports that's like a good entry way to to maybe because you like that you know yeah i think i think live sports is probably the best way to get someone into it yeah Yeah, like I'm not, I don't follow baseball that much, but I went mm-hmm. to a Yankees game and mm-hmm. I was like, this is the best ever. <laughs> I love this. I'm eating this. French fries. I got oh, a yeah. beer. I don't know what happened in the game yeah. when I went to baseball games because I, I don't really know much about baseball either, but I love going to the games with friends. Yeah. By yourself, yeah. I think it would be boring. No, yeah. you, oh man. But it quickly occurred to me that the point of going to a baseball game is not watching baseball. It's drinking, eating garlic fries, and then on your phone, and then sometimes it's a fly ball in your section. Yeah. And that's the best part, I guess. And then all of a sudden, you're, the whole section, you're all homies. Like, you're all like, yeah! <laughs> it's <laughs> us! You just found a group of drinking buddies. That's yeah, really that's what right. it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of live sporting events, mm-hmm. guys, I just went to the P&E for the first time in my life. To see what? Wonder Dogs? Jousting. You saw jousting, saw didn't jousting. you? Jousting? Yeah, they have live jousting. Dude, it's awesome. It, like, it medieval really times? Yeah. yeah. And the, holy. So their whole thing, like, the guys that do it are, like, ex-MMA fighters. And their whole thing is, like, this ain't medieval times. Holy so they, like, shit. That's they, amazing. It was really cool. I was yeah. not expecting how hard they would murk each other in that. <laughs> yeah. It was insanity. Yeah, that like, was fucking brutal. Wow. Jousts were breaking. It was crazy. Yeah, the yeah. lances are, like, special, like, treated lances. They're like, these ain't medieval times, lances. <laughs> they, that's yeah. their catchphrase yeah. all the yeah. time. You could tell that they're so sick of people being like, just like medieval times. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no. And like, 
I remember watching it last year and how angry one of the guys got when he lost two times in a row. Yeah. And he's like, his lance broke or cracked slightly, and then he came around to do the loop, and he just threw it down. He's like, I'll get me another! And then went really? back in. Yeah. This, this year, I think they had... The last year, they talked about how last year was a banger. Also, the guy, they had an MC who was pretty much just like a club comic doing five minutes, but he was on a horse. Oh. <laughs> like, so he's like doing a tight five and yeah. he like did a, did a joke that got a groan and he was like, I got more for you. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even affect him. No. no. He he's like, used to it. I, he was my hero. I was like, he's doing everything I know how to do, but also on a horse. Wow. You could do that. Yeah. I don't think I could. Maybe start with like a super dogs. Pony. Dog or something. Super start dogs. With a super move dog. your way yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed by that kind of stuff too, though, dude. I used to, one of my first jobs was at the P&E. And you know what I did on my breaks. I went and watched Super Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking adorable. Yeah. I used to, I was thinking about that job. That was my first job ever, and it was awful. It was totally What did you do? I worked in a, this area called the Kid Zone. And oh, basically, Jesus. every day some kid would pee on, in, on something, <laughs> right? And then also, your ride stamp didn't count there. So that was a great thing to tell people, angry parents all day that are hot with screaming children. Yeah. And then the third thing is that, we, we, me and my two friends that we're all in eighth grade, I got them hired and, uh, we worked in this thing where they'd hook, you'd wear this harness and we'd hook bungee cords to you and like bounce you and everybody got hurt every time. <laughs> Whiplash, they'd bounce too hard and then end up in these cables up here sometimes. Yeah. Jesus. They'd try to do a flip and just scrape their face on the grass. <laughs> it was great. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And you know how much stand-up comedy I go to. This is still top five. The last day of the peony was great. One thing that happened... There was a joust, goes along with what you're talking about, but it was a joust where there's the two, it's like American Gladiators, where there's the two platforms and then the inflatable thing, and then you joust your friend or whoever, and then first person to knock the other person off wins. These brothers went up, and we had to be like, no hitting in the face. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. First thing that happens, guy knocks his brother unconscious to the point where he didn't brace himself. Holy <laughs> <laughs> Right on the ground. Ambulance came. That was the end of that day. Wow. So anyway, the very last day, I'm deflating the inflatable thing you fall on if you fall off the towers. It's So it's kept its shape, but it has no air in it. And underneath it is cement. And I see this kid coming like, yeah! <laughs> and I'm like, should I tell him? Or should I just see what happens? <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I just left. I was 13. God damn. You gotta enjoy yourself somehow. Did he just get back up and he was like, I'll feel that in a few years. He had a a nosebleed. I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was was a bad employee. That sounds great, though. Well, that's a segment on the show I like to do is, what is your worst day job? Oh. Do you have a story? Like, I... I always sort of like preemptively tell this one, which is that I used to work at a discount movie theater and there's a dead body in the dumpster once. <laughs> so you're not going to get probably worse than that. No. But is there anything on par? Just people being rude or mean to you? Like, have you ever worked retail, Darcy? Uh, I've never worked retail. I've done pretty much everything else. Okay. Like I've done kitchens. I've done bartending. I've kitchens, done... there's got to be something. You Many. Cut off your friend's Many. thumb by accident or on purpose. I don't know. Like, kitchens are kind of... Like, I was right in that middle ground because I don't care about it. <laughs> so, like, somebody would be like, like, the head chef would be super like, you don't know anything about food. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You are 100% right. <laughs> like, 
And then, you don't seem to be passionate about these fucking burgers. And I was mm. like, no, this is terrible food, and yeah. it's for bad people, and I don't care about this. Oh, uh, yeah, bartending was probably the roughest. I bartended when I was in my early 20s. Really? There was one time specifically where, like, it was, we, we kind of had, like, rough and rowdy people would come in, but for the most part, they were pretty chill. Yeah. One time, uh, I remember, because we were in a hotel where the bar was, and the the hotel staff was like, just so you know, there's like a guy up in like room like 425 or whatever, and he's like smashing beer bottles against the wall, and he's like beating the shit out of his girlfriend, and oh. the cops had to come and like, but like for some reason they were like, so we let him stay. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Customer's all right, always right. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, so the cops came and took his girlfriend away. They're like, yeah, they took her away to keep her safe from the man in the room we let stay. Jesus. So there was like broken glass and stuff. And then I was closing up and it was just me and one other server who was like five foot six, but just one of those girls who's just tough as nails. Like she just, yeah. you know, guys would, hey, sweetie, sit on my lap. She'd be like, ha, cut your dick off. And just like, <laughs> yeah. she's just one of those chicks. So I was like, awesome. yeah. So I, I was like, my whole plan was like, if anything goes wrong, I'm hiding behind her as I'm closing up. And then kind of towards the end of the night, we kind of, it was kind of like a slow night. This guy walks in and like right away, I was like, oh, that's him. Like, oh, really? And he was about six foot five. Oh, no. Uh, huge, like steroids, yeah. massive. Uh, you could tell he was a fighter. His face was all punched up. He looked like kind of an MMA Cauliflower guy. Cauliflower ear. Cauliflower ear. Yeah, just like huge, like to the point where you're like, evolution only got you so far. <laughs> like yeah. where his neck was, and then he had this eye that was just kind of floating around all over the place. Oh, so I was no. like, fishbowl so, eye. Yeah. <laughs> fishbowl eye. Cauliflower ear, fishbowl eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mother tongue. I don't know what that means. <laughs> mother tongue. Mother tongue. He's like, mama. <laughs> he, he looked Russian, but he wasn't. Like, if mm. I can describe him physically. Okay. And then uh, it was one of those things, too. Uh, the first thing that I always remember this story, do you remember, uh, <laughs> you remember the movie? What the fuck was it called? It was one with Paul Walker, and it was a Michael Crichton novel. Timeline. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. No. Okay. So Deep there was a, I, cut. Yeah. So for those of you, for those time heads out there, uh, <laughs> Gerard Butler is in the film. Great movie. And there's a whole thing where if you go back in time too many times, your brain like gets cut in half and you go crazy and you get like scarred and you just like you turn into like a dark version of yourself. It's the villain of the book and movie. Okay, great plot. Uh, This guy looked like he'd been in like gone back in time like 2000 times. Like he was like his eyes were all weird. Anyway, he sat down and immediately was like, where can I find some company? And I was like, uh, oh, I was like 19. Like I had no idea what I was doing. And he was like, you know, me and my lady are fighting. And I was like, that's not what I heard. Like, <laughs> you made it sound like you and her are having an even sparring match. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he's like, yo, me and the lady are fighting. And he's like leaning over the bar. Like I am back against the wall. Yeah, and he's, he's still leaning over and he's in my face. He's that big. Holy and then, uh, yeah, he was like, we're going to, uh, you know, find some good company. And I was like, ah. Uh, Rock Bay, which was the close area where I, that was the only thing that came to my head, which yeah. was just where the ladies of the night frequented. Okay. Because where like truckers go and stuff. Right. And he's like, did you just tell me to go to Rock Bay? And I was like, it offended him? Yeah, he got really mad. I am looking for a prostitute, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah, like, and you suggest me those prostitutes? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and then I think, yeah, I was like, I'm not a pimp. Like, I was so scared. <laughs> And then uh, he just gets angry, and he just he was like, "All right, give me four shots." And I was like, "You're not legally allowed to sell that much alcohol to oh one man." Oh my god! And he was like, "Give me four shots," and like, "I'm gonna give you twenty bucks, and you keep giving me shots." <laughs> Actually, <I was> so, <laughs> so I'm just pouring him, and he was he was ordering like Kahlua too, like weird shots. Ew, dude! That's yeah, too many Kahluas. Yeah. Amazing. 
But it, it was like, give me a Kahlua and give me that espresso vodka. <laughs> like, do you want it over ice? <laughs> no. And I was like, okay. Give yeah. me one of those umbrella things. <laughs> yeah. Those are cool. <laughs> Put a pickle in it. <laughs> just these horrible drinks. And he's just doing them one after the other. And I was just sitting there just watching his eyes slowly focus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Like, he's starting to it like. Just ends up on you. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Swimming around and he gets drunker and drunker. I just become the focus of his eyes. Narrowing ire. in on a target. Narrowing yeah, in. And I'm just sitting there. Yeah, and I was wearing a shirt with a big target on it. And I was like, oh, this is the what Tupac wore. And then, <laughs> yeah, so as he just gets angry and angry, and he just keeps being like, where do I find a woman of the night? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Why me? Yeah, so scared. And then uh, the server came over and just like immediately like, you get out of here. And wow. just like spit fired him out. And I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, six foot one hiding behind her. Like, yeah. you get him. And like. But that was the moment Holy. where, like, if that dude wanted, he could have lipped, like, leapt across the bar and murdered me in a night. Oh and then, by all, I think he got arrested, like, a, the next day for, like, assaulting hotel staff. Oh, but, Jesus. like, yeah. Because that was, that was the most scared I was ever at that job. Oh, so then, my God. It's not necessarily funny, but, like. No, it's amazing. Fishbowl eye? I'm never going to forget eye. that. Neither did I. Sean. Jesus Christ, man. So what happened at your school similar to Fishbowl? <laughs> uh, no story similar to that, really. Um, I think the craziest job I ever worked. I, I hated working in a kitchen. That was probably the job oh, I dis- well? Yeah, I was like 17. That's probably the job I disliked like the most. Were you a chef? I was a dish boy, and then I worked my way up to like bottom line. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah, That's dude. You guys are so close, um, man. I did that. I think the craziest one though was when I was 14. Uh-huh. I got my first job and I was working as a like I would set up tents for festivals. Yeah. Okay. So those giant tents that you would see at like music Circus festivals Soleil or anything. Not that quite <laughs> it's a size. Very specific tent. You know, I hopped on a train and traveled with a pack of elephants <laughs> as I set up for the circus. They taught uh, you everything that you know, I heard. Yeah. yeah. Just me and my squirrel Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Just read out the whole plot line for Water for Elephants. I'm like, there it was, the day. Uh, no, uh, There I was, Robert Pattinson himself. As it was, 14 but 22. Uh, no, I did that, and it was just kind of like a, a real rowdy group. Like uh, yeah. It was almost all, he paid in cash, and you were 14, and you were supposed to keep track of your own hours. And he was like a grown man, but he would also constantly try and shortchange you Ugh. so he every paycheck i'd be like dave you owe me 230 dollars and he'd be like what hold on now and i'd have to like bring up and be like here's the evidence i took photos of the day i was yeah. working and he's like oh okay yeah here you go oh okay uh no but- way I can get, a- get away with this all right uh, yeah. he would constantly hire jailbirds this is a secondhand story um but this you're, was you're a good right person before. for mentioning that before you tell the story. I would have just. You're said also it. a good person for using the term jailbirds. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy hired a lot of ex-cons. This guy hired some jailbirds. <laughs> like, what <laughs> romantic life you lead? Just frequent flyers, you know. They're in and out, in and out. Uh, Sorry. I think the this one was probably the wildest. My friend was working that day, uh, and this is the guy who got me the job. And also, the interesting thing about it was my friend who got me the job. Uh, was native and the man who ran its daughter was half native as well so mm-hmm. he primarily like would hire a largely native group okay. so i was like the one white dude so i'd be like hey fellas and they'd be like you're not one of us and i'd be like okay uh i'm used to it <laughs> but there's uh there were these two guys he brought on as a favor mm-hmm. so one of uh dave the guy who owned it's 
friends was like, can you hire my son and his buddy? You know, they're kind of down on their luck. They're looking for work right now. Yeah. And he hired them for a week and he would give personalized checks too. Yeah. If he didn't have cash, he would give personalized checks. So these guys <laughs> cash these checks and then they rolled up to do the street festival in Kitsilano. Yeah. And the police had figured out and followed the money and activity in their bank account and figured out that they were working for Dave and they showed up at the spot and arrested the entire crew. Everyone in handcuffs on their stomachs figured it out. And these guys were wanted for, uh, I think it was armed robbery. Wow. Like two different places. And they're like, we finally got them boys. And then it was my friend just in handcuffs like, Dave, (laughs) help. (laughs) But, uh. The yeah, cops, was, the cops come up like, these jailbirds have flown the coop for the last time. <laughs> it was me. I was the undercover detective. <laughs> <laughs> the one white guy? The yeah. one 14-year-old. I cracked the case. <laughs> uh, that I think probably the funniest moment was, though, there was one guy who just caught, like loved talking to prison about prison and prison life to us and yeah. we constantly hint at it i think he got a kick of it because it was like me and my friends and we were 14 yeah yeah and he would just be like yeah you know they'd call this dog pooching in the in the joint you know boys know what that means and we would just <laughs> Did like they call it dog no. pooching? <laughs> we'd be like no we we don't know what that means he's like well maybe one day you'll find uh. out and just like would put in all these weird like jargon for prison. And we'd just be like, "All right, man." And he twirled then, his mustache and he's like, "Swam sizzle in this zazzer. This is right." <laughs> and this guy's his eye patch up when shit got serious. <laughs> yeah, boys want to play. Uh, so this guy no. starts grabbing my gazongers, right? That's what we call knees. <laughs> <laughs> but there was just one day, this this guy named Austin just turned to him after he had given some weird like coded story, mm-hmm. and Austin finally turned to him and just goes. So, have you been in prison, man? And the guy just like <laughs> broke so quickly and just so excited. He was like, fuck yeah, I've been in prison. And just got so excited to talk uh, to us finally. about it. He's been hinting at it for years. Yeah. So, it was people just, uh, an assortment of characters. And a lot of them were actually like pretty cool people. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, just some of them. Probably humbles you being in jail, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I have to say armed robbery is a very impressive crime to be caught for, though. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it is a cool crime. Yeah, 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 those are some cool jailbirds. That's a Ryan yeah. Gosling-y kind of crime. Yeah, Were absolutely. they sexy, Sean? Oh, they were so sexy. They had a tattoo of a dagger on their face. Dude, the way he looked in that movie, I wanted to look like that. I was like, that is the He did shit. look like a badass in that. Vintage Metallica shirt. Oh. oh. And then Aziz Ansari he... saw that and was like, I'm going to wear that. I was, <laughs> I was about to say, I think he got that whole thing popping off because I've seen so many people yeah. with like Metallica, Pan. Pantera, yeah. uh, Iron Maiden too. You know, as I've I've been loving vintage metal shirts for years and dyeing my hair and stuff, and now all SoundCloud rappers look like me. Yeah. And <laughs> a bit of a trendsetter, guys. <laughs> I feel like I'm a bit of a trendsetter. You know, Lil Yachty owes me some royalties, I think, from that Target commercial he did with Carly Rae Jepsen. What? I think it's pronounced Lil Yachty. Yil Yachty. Yil. Yil Yachty. When he goes to prison, they'll call him Lil Poochie. <laughs> we'll have this, to find out what that yeah, means later. Down in <laughs> Just a bunch of uh, bunch of Norse people. This Yale bird's going to prison. <laughs> Yale bird. This Yale bird will fly the coop. That's what I call people from Yale Town. Yeah, fresh meat, Bjorn. <laughs> fresh meat for the sausage. <laughs> oh man, if you guys were going to go to jail, what crime do you think you'd want to commit to go to jail? You think? Oh man. Uh, con manning like oh, yeah, grifting yeah. just like so tricking hard. old women out of their retirement funds that's kind of nefarious what about 
like what about like staging a music festival with Ja Rule and then just it all falls apart and you just bail? That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. Maybe the best grift of all time. Pretty badass. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. Go if to he goes to prison, he's gonna have like massive, massive street cred when he rolls up in there. Yeah, he's, he's, like, have... he's buddies with Jaw Rules, baby. <laughs> Walks in with no, the you're not, you're not doing the right one. He's buddies with Ooh, baby. <laughs> he's buddies with Jaw Rule. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> They just do weird rickety things. <laughs> They're on a train track, yeah, yeah. just pumping it. Keep chatting this butter. <laughs> Look at how old timey this podcast has become. I'm gonna carry it into the next episode, whoever that's with. Yeah. What about you, Sean? If you're gonna go to jail, what, what would you like it to be? I think for? I'd bring it back. Armed robbery. That's so cool. Armed robbery is so cool. Yeah, I don't think grifting's cool. I'd love it if you got arrested for that. Oh, if they wrongfully brought 14-year-old me in, <laughs> just be like, no, please, I just wanted summer money. <laughs> I turn into the old man as well. And just, please, no, please, please, oh. I'll suck anything you want me. <laughs> I'll suck your gazongas. Those are knees in prison. <laughs> great callback. That is great. <laughs> Grifting. Grifting. I, I would love to see you and me in prison trying to sur- like survive with no idea and us just being like, hello, fellas. Uh, apparently, uh, when my grandfather joined the Navy in World War II, the first thing he did was found the biggest farm boy in his, like, I don't know, regiment or something, and mm-hmm. then just started paying him to protect him. I thought you were going to say kick his ass. No, God, yeah. no, no. No, he started giving him money, and they opened a gambling circuit. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so he used that money in and then a if constructive anybody, way. Yeah, if yeah. anybody was like, listen up here, Darcy Collins, great senior. And then <laughs> he was like, go get him, Otis. And Otis was like, he said no. <laughs> and that was the plot of Of Mice and Men. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think is your least favorite article of clothing that you see on the streets? Uh, let me start off. Just so you know, I'll set the tone. Okay. I don't like when gentlemen have bedazzled back pockets of their jeans. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now you can be as judgmental as me and you won't sound as bad because I already sounded judgmental. But I mean, like, how, like, rhinestones have never worked. But yeah. people keep trying. Yeah. That's a good point. They've never worked, it's never been pulled off. It feels like some people can do it on stage, like Celine Dion can wear a rhinestone dress, and that's elegant. Yeah. Yeah. But then, at that point, the whole garment is just rhinestone. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, I guess the only way to pull it off is to just pure rhinestone. Okay. Maybe Cher. I feel like Cher could pull off the she bedazzled back rhyme. pocket. Oh. I think after you people? sell, like, a million albums, you can yeah. wear whatever you want. Am I allowed to do that? Of course. Anything, anything you want, Darcy. I don't know if they're gonna, you're going to get sued by Cher's back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. But I feel like Tommy Lee probably had rhinestone back pockets, and I still didn't like yes. it. Yeah, you're right. You know? Of all people, if he couldn't pull them off. And no, I like no. Tommy Lee. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's I, he's so funny, and I liked that show where he went back to school, Billy Madison style. That I was good. That you know what? I like Kid Rock. I think this means Reynolds. <laughs> oh, oh no! Yeah, I remember I had a an ex girlfriend, and we had an argument about who's cooler between Kid Rock and Fred Durst, and I was like, Fred Durst is obviously cooler, and she's like, yeah. No, and we had a for real argument about it. That's a tough one. That really is a tough one. I think Fred Durst did more when he was in the, the limelight. <laughs> but Kid Rock is made. Like, he's still charging just no money. If you're a Kid <laughs> Rock fan, guess what? You're in. Like, <laughs> he's not elitist. He's letting everyone in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, did a song with Sheryl Crow. Yeah. Has that going for him. He knows, he, you know, he is American badass. Yeah. He's not the American badass. He's, he's not a American badass. He just is. What a great credit. <laughs> 
when he needs a day job. When, oh, why am I saying that? He doesn't need a day job. No, why does. would I be mean to Kid Rock? When he works, at, when he works at a church's chicken. You know? <laughs> he probably does own one. I remember my band toured China, and it was. I remember somehow I found out right before we went there that Flavor Flav had funded a a chain of fried chicken restaurants. Ooh. It sounds like what I'm saying is some racist joke. It's the truth. And we, we really wanted to find them, but they already gone out of business by then. <laughs> but we did find Obama fried chicken. And then while we were there, the chain switched over to be called UFO fried chicken, but it still had a picture of Barack Obama on the artwork. <laughs> but he was in a UFO. Yeah. Yeah. So you to take your taste buds to another planet. <laughs> you know what else is great about over there, just on the bootlegging front? Is there fake Apple stores that look like a oh. real Apple store? Like and it's, it's all bootleg Apple stuff yeah. in it. And they That's get great. so many people with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to the Shenzhen market. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it was weird seeing like a few like white Americans just be like, Hey, look, they have an Apple store. <laughs> and it's right next to just fake Sony, fake yeah. everything. There's a yeah. man selling chips like in a <laughs> bin, just being like, take as many as you want. Wow. A handful for $10. And they're like, I'm sure this iPhone's real. And you're like, you oh, idiots. How, do you, how does this get you? But if it's something if it's something technology based, it's not going to work for very long. Yeah. So that's not good. But if you're buying knockoff Louis Vuitton or something, who cares? Oh, my friend, these shoes, knockoff. <laughs> I got them in China. Really? Yeah, knockoff market at the Beijing market where you just barter with an old woman aggressively until no, at the Shenzhen fake district. <laughs> it's like a. A whole building. It's like, think of uh, in Judge Dredd when he goes inside of the... Uh, Great reference. Yeah, and when he goes inside of that building, he has to work his way up to the top. That's, of it's, that's not Judge Dredd. Sorry, that's Dredd. Dredd. Dredd, yeah. my bad. The art yeah. house class. Yeah, dude, I Rob apologize. Schneider wasn't even in that one. <laughs> it's he like was, that. but it was a cameo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just fake everything. <laughs> I'm slipping in my old age. Um, yeah, in Beijing, they have the same thing. Oh, yeah. And there's no price on anything, and you just go in there... And then you fight with an old lady about the price. Like physically. Oh, they <laughs> like you scream. Well, her. she did slap me when I, because there's a pair of Air Jordan 1s. What? And she's like, $400. And I was like, $30. And she slapped me in the chest and said, you're very good, and gave them to me for $50. <laughs> so it's worth it. That's good. Okay. I want to go back to the most hated article of clothing. Okay. Sean is a very judgmental, angry man, but he, I love hides, it. It. he hides it behind No, I love that yeah. in people. Uh, without a doubt, I knew mine immediately. <laughs> and you've just been sitting on it. Without a doubt, mine is the man who wears a fanny pack like it's a purse Uh-oh. around the chest. You know, Sorry, Oladada. Yeah, oh, that's, you're taking I've a called, lot of shots. Oh, I've called him on it many a times. Wow. I'm just being like, that looks very stupid. Wow. Um, I think that's going to be like the equivalent of looking back into our generation and being like, I can't believe we used to do that. You know what? I saw that and I was like, he can climb a mountain and be an action star and then get to the top and pull out like a snack. Oh, like a Nature Valley. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, "That's what Nathan Drake would do with it." Okay, if he had one. See, I was picturing Cliffhanger, like Stallone. Very similar. Okay, as long as John. Wait, what's his name from Third Rock from the Sun? Um, he's the bad guy in Cliffhanger. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Lithgow. John Lithgow. As long as he's dead. Also, a children's book author. I know. Yeah. What a diverse gentleman. Yeah. It was great. Uh, Yours? I don't know. I hate everything. I'm like, yeah. honestly, 
I think we should all wear gray jumpsuits like Slipknot. <laughs> like, I just let great your, reference. Let your personality shine, man. Yeah. You know, I see so many people hiding behind so much fashion, and then mm. you talk to them, and you're like, "Wow, you looked so interesting," but you yeah. are not. You know, can't believe you'd slam Billie Eilish like that. He'll <laughs> say anything, man. He's, he's fearless, this guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I got up close and personal with Billie Eilish. Like, you don't got a lot going on, Bill. <laughs> you just you a 17-year-old girl. No, her real name's William, so. <laughs> William Eilish. That's the name of this episode. Love it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty judgmental about fashion. I think I'd get annoyed when it's like, okay, you just read a fashion magazine and now you're just doing that. It's yeah. not that you have fashion sense. You just have a good... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I am if, wearing a thinner t-shirt right nah, now. Nah, but like... <laughs> so we talked about how like Metallica shirts were the early thing yeah. that everyone's appropriate. That's the future. Thank you. A horror yeah. is coming back around so aggressively that all of a sudden everyone's going to be like, no, I, I think Stephen King's thinner is an underrated classic. <laughs> and you're going to be like, no, it's not. <laughs> Stephen King doesn't think it is. Stephen King, I love... I watched this uh, interview with him and it was an interview about Maximum Overdrive, the movie he insisted on directing. <laughs> and he, the first person you see in the movie, Stephen King, and he's complaining about an ATM. I think he calls it a piece of shit or something, which yeah. is foreshadowing for what ends up happening in the rest of the movie. But I, the interview with him, he was basically apologizing for it in the same <laughs> way everyone apologized for Batman and Robin at some point, including yeah. Joel Schumacher. Yeah. But Stephen King was like, it was kind of an apology. He's like, yeah, I was on a lot of cocaine, so it was kind of not an apology. It was kind of like, what would you have done? Yeah. Yeah. I like how the behind the scenes of Maximum Overdrive, we watch it and it's a terrible movie, but like behind the scenes of that movie was famed horror author Stephen King just do-do-do-do-do, just like going full ages doing lines yeah. and being like that's terrifying <laughs> yeah. like, this shit is easy this is so scary <laughs> no Steve you know what I love I love several things about Stephen King I love also, also that he called himself the Big Mac and fries of literature which isn't true because he wrote the Green Mile he wrote yeah. Shawshank Redemption yeah he he's written so many cool amazing screenplays and yeah. books but he also, you know, made Creep Show, which I love. Yeah, I love. So Creep you Show. can do both. That's yeah. fine. I also love he. A few years ago, he got hit by a truck and it detached his retina, so he's blind in one eye. He bought the truck from the owner. Didn't blame the owner. Blame the truck and had it destroyed and watched. <laughs> and he called that destruction maximum overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> it's his yeah. new screenplay. He just started doing cocaine again, so he can do a good job. I would love if he just flipped and just started doing coke, and he's like, Trump's my man. And just like, everyone's like, whoa, Steven. Can you go down a, uh, a Reddit wormhole of him just in the audience at Rancid concerts? Really? Apparently Rancid's like his favorite band, and you can just go through like a stream, and it'll just be him, hood up, hat on, glasses, <laughs> and it'll be just playing Roots of Radical, and he's oh, in the audience cool like, guy. I love yeah. this band. That's yeah. cool, that's amazing. I love when people have weird bands they love. Like Dennis Rodman loves Pearl Jam. Yeah. Really? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but also like, 
Yeah, I can't. You kind of do when it with, no, you with don't. the rod. <laughs> what are you talking about with the rod the man? Rodman? The rod man. I love uh, the rod man. Expect the unexpected when it comes to him. Going back to big trucks. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Was it the song by Coal Chamber? Big trucks. Yeah, big big that, truck. That movie was about maximum, or that song was about maximum overdrive. Are you joking right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm a big Devil Driver fan. I love it. I yeah. love. I saw mm, big trucks. That's like it, the whole. That song came after Loco. Um, I love that. One of my first concerts was when I was a teenager, the Croatian Cultural Center. It was Slipknot opening for Coal Chamber. Wow. And it was, they didn't have an album yet. Yeah. And I remember I was in the front row. I used to, I was used to be, have to be at the front row for all the concerts, so I was like this. And uh, the clown jumped off the stage, and I touched his head, and security thought I was trying to steal his mask, so they punched me in the chest. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. It's a good story. That's a great story. That is a great story, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I like yeah. how you called him the clown, the not clown, because yeah. you were that young. You're like, oh, it's the clown. The clown. There's the spiky head. There's the zipper mouth. <laughs> there's the man who yells. And there's the clown. Yeah. There's this article uh, from Metal Hammer, which is a uh, no, it's Kerrang, which is a British metal magazine, and they're so sarcastic in it all the time. And they're talking about my my band fake shark still references this. It was an article on Mudvayne, and they're talking about. <laughs> They're talking about the different members of Mudvayne, and they're like, well, of course there's Spiky Head, and let's not forget good old Devil Man. And that guy who has... <laughs> Devil Man. Devil Man. I love that. Yeah. They had a hard time. Like, they went... They, like, conformed aggressively. That? <laughs> like, they, they were... I can't believe you're saying this about Mudvayne now. No, You'll say anything. Don't get me wrong. That first album was killer. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they had... That, like, middle 2000s when everyone started removing the masks. Yeah. And they were going by, like, Scrug and, like, <laughs> Biff. And, like, they all had stage names. And then their new album comes out and it's all them with, like, cowboy hats on and sunglasses. And they're like, hey, it's your pal Scrug. It's <laughs> like, just isn't the mud. Don't call know. me Scrug anymore. Call me Chad, because it's my name. <laughs> um, actually, my name is Roderick. Thanks. <laughs> it's not a very metal name. I like that, though, because new metal has now had enough distance where people can admit they liked it. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I've never understood that, though, because when, when I was a teenager, I liked new metal and I hated pop punk. And pop punk fans would be so pretentious about it. It's like, hey, your music sucks too, okay? Yeah. Let's just admit it. Yeah. You can't be all into newfound glory and then make fun of corn. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you know, to everyone else, it all looks the same. Yeah, I know. So it was such a silly little division. Yeah, I know. And then now, arguably, I'm having more fun listening to pop punk than I am to new metal. Are like, you? Oh, I'm, I just got into the Menzingers, and I'm like, this is phenomenal. Oh, can't man. Get I never did it. I, and it's funny, because my first... I mean, I wouldn't call the more punk rock, but still. My first concert ever was a Warp tour, Ooh. and it's funny because um, Cypress Hill was supposed to be on it, but yeah. they bailed, and so an unknown Eminem replaced Cypress Hill wow. and Dang. got booed off. And they're handing out drinks with lemon slices in it in them, yeah. and he got hit with lemons for the whole show until he left, and no one even knew who he was. Yeah. And Pennywise was going on after him, and they were like Pennywise, Penny, and he was just like trying to reason with a crowd oh, wow. to the point that he wouldn't play Vancouver for like a long time after that. Yeah. He's like, fuck that wow, place. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean, then... what was your first concert? First concert was Rise Against. 
That's a good one. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I remember that. That was probably when I was 12. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was a Where? blast. That was at Pacific Coliseum. Wow. And Rancid opened for them. <laughs> Stephen King was there. And Stephen King was right beside me <laughs> going, Stephen <"Grr."> King. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sean, a lot of people died here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he kept giving me copies of Tommy Knockers. Like, it's a lot better than people give it credit for. And I was like, I don't want to read this. I can't read. And he's, uh, no, I went and saw that, and that was my first intro to Rancid, too. Okay. Like, I saw that, yeah. and I saw them open, and I was like, these guys are fucking awesome. I wonder if people know about them. Yeah, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. And then there was more Rancid shirts in the audience than there were Rise Against. Wow, that's so crazy they were opening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was it was pretty wild. That was right after, I think the album was called Appeal to Reason came out, and then okay. Rancid did Domino's Fall. Okay. So they had just come out around the same time. And that's they cool. Were doing it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. What about you guys? So mine was uh, that Warped Tour. What about you, Darcy? Oh, I'm from a small town. So I think it was the like heavy metal Chilliwack. fest. Oh, no, okay. I'm from the island. No, I meant the so band Chilliwack. The band, no, 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 it was a metal. It was for sure a metal. I was, I was an angry fat kid in the woods. So I like there was like a metal festival of local bands. And I was like, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, it was Messiahs in Fiction. Wow. Uh uh, there was one a, like a taqueria or something. I think was one which you know they they became a taqueria. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, honestly, yeah, like just local bands that all the guys are like, well, you know, now I work here and you know I just can't really play guitar anymore, and they all just gave up. And, and then I was just there in the back, like, wow, I hope one day I could be as cool as these guys up on stage. And now I'm here to just just reinforce that. And now you came here. And you ripped on Billie Eilish, so I think. You when did I rip on Billie? When did I rip on William? I just can't Talk about he's... baggy clothing, man. You're taking shots. Yeah, dude. Well, she. I don't know, man. She looks like somebody put makeup on a kid from the Potato Famine. So I, don't, I don't know what to. I don't know what you want me to say. If you're trying to I get it, said it. I think Billie. Yeah, I think her music. Her music, like I don't know. I because I'm like, what are the kids into? And uh-huh. I looked it up, and she's like, ooh, I got like bleeding eyes and i was yeah. like all right that's metal i can get into that and then yeah. she's like i'm a bad guy and then that song's like, <laughs> like what are we at a shitty carnival what the fuck is this and teens are just getting turned to it so it's yeah. like if this resonates with your soul your soul's dog shit but like feel free i think there's such worse popular music than that i would agree because it's it, there's an indus- youtuber dis- industrial rest. elements to it uh it's to me, it's listenable, and her, her brother produced it, and so it's kind of there's like drill sounds. It's just unique to me, because I'm a, I love hip hop, and I find so much popular hip hop so tame. Like Billy Lady Gaga is way more rebellious than yeah. most rock bands now. Yeah, and so I I'm actually happy. It was like when Lord came out. I was like, okay, this is. I, I like Lord's, Lord's awesome. is great. Lord's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. yeah Lord yeah. was real cool. She never like got bad. She just made less yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. But she, I, I thought she's great. I liked her first album a lot too because it was once again just one person producing it, her friend. Yeah. And then now that she's quite big, she is like teams working on the stuff. And too so, many cooks in the kitchen. I think it's still good, but it's just kind of less cool, like interesting to me, I yeah. guess. But yeah. a lot of people would disagree with me about that. Well, as a producer, like you probably feel like the singular vision of something a lot more. Well, it's probably what you guys feel about stand up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm a little easier going on comedians and their bits than a lot of other comics. Yeah. But my goal, because I produce comedy too, is to not have stand up comedy taste about 
stand-up comedian taste about stand-up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think that can be dangerous too if you only like this kind of thing and then you don't understand why anybody likes the things that are filling arenas. Because well, st- yeah, both have value. Yeah. Stand-up can yeah, get absolutely. so up its own ass. Yeah. But at the end yeah. of the day, it's written by the victors. So it's like no one's going to remember the best comic from Des Moines, Idaho. He might have been the best comic who ever lived. But, you know, he lived in a trailer park and Grew died. up on Slipknot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Grew up on Slipknot. You know, maybe he was a good guy, but nobody looked closer. <laughs> maybe he, he wanted to connect, but he, he was just raised in a way that you couldn't you, touch people emotionally. And, you know, maybe he wore a blue shirt and he was on a podcast. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I, I think that you have to, at the end of the day, you have to watch the audience. Because yeah. if the audience, if only the back of the room is laughing, congratulations, you're a terrible comic. Mm-hmm. Like you're, yeah. you've entertained six of your friends in a room of twenty people watching yeah. you eat shit. Yeah. But it's definitely an, it's like the us and them thing can ruin a lot of great comics. Yeah. But it's also like you got to have those little like this is for me. Like sometimes yeah. you'll of, just, of course you'll see an audience that's just like ah ha ha ha. Can you believe he pointed out the differences between men and women? <laughs> and then I just get that thing in the back of my brain where I'm like I'm gonna show these people yeah. why they shouldn't come out yeah. and then I'll, yeah, I'll just go and I'll do an insane set and scream about the 99 bus yeah. and if there are people in the crowd laughing I'll know that they're ride or die yeah. and then anybody yeah. who's a little on the fence of if they like stand up I'm like you're a hobbyist get out of here yeah 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 I don't yeah. do that every time because that's a bad comic. Yeah, I think it's interesting when I hear from friends who aren't stand-up comedians who went to a show and they'll bring up a name who like maybe the scene doesn't give much respect to or people yeah. are like, oh, it's a hack or whatever. Uh-huh. And then they're like, they were amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, maybe I'm just not seeing this whole picture. Okay. Like, I guess you get so into it yourself that you kind of... Mm-hmm get blinders on to the big vision of it but yeah you can also watch shows where somebody clearly has the best set and then people are like i like this person <laughs> they were wearing that shirt <laughs> yeah it's like all right well i that you know these people dedicated their lives to doing this and you've diminished it to you like shirts so yeah. like blue yeah. shirts from iowa blue blue shirts maybe maybe you know there's a white shirt <laughs> on underneath and maybe if somebody was to look inside of what's <laughs> under that shirt they would see something they really liked you know and it, maybe it's just requires somebody to look closer that's all i'm saying that's that's all i'm saying <laughs> i think it's a great message to, <laughs> take in. um okay i have one more question for you guys yeah and this rarely is satisfying for me so no pressure uh, have you two ever had experiences with ghosts I am I this see I wish I had me too I'm to, I'm totally I want to believe off. so badly I'm totally shut off to it. I just don't yeah. I want it it's not that I don't believe necessarily but uh-huh. I am totally if there is like a sixth sense or like an ESP or something mm-hmm. I don't got it yeah so I've been in rooms where people are like do you feel that and I'm like yeah you guys are all really tense I feel that vibe yeah but I do not feel I never feel like like on the back of my neck no. never hear whispering Dude. Never feel unsafe. Yeah, I've I'm never had really... Like, I've had, like, my mom tell me experiences that I've had with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, mom. This is, I have, like, one story of that, but I've never had one personally. What's your mom's like, story oh. about you? Uh, my mom... Oh, I kind of feel bad because it's, like, somewhat of a personal story, but... How personal? That's show business, mom. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's not that personal. She had a friend uh, who died of cancer. That's right extremely personal. I can't believe you man. Uh, who passed away from cancer right before I was born, and yeah. apparently he wanted to see me born before he died. Oh. And he passed away a couple months before I was birthed. And then she went to bed and she said she woke up in the middle of the night and my crib was in their room. 
and that the man was tall and very thin. Uh-huh. And she said she looked down from her bed to check in on me, and she just saw the shadow of a very tall and thin man leaning over my crib Whoa. and, like, looking down at me. See, I thought this would be a nice story, and it got so <laughs> scary. And then it she got said, so scary. No, but yeah. I think that's kind of nice. Was it like a warming presence or was it like, I'm going to take well, that I baby? Think you have a baby, you're immediately going to be like, <laughs> help. That'd be strange if she just gave birth and was like, no, take it, spirit. Like, Spooky. Yeah, but wow, she's, she, you. I feel like she's convinced, not so much convinced, but it's kind of in that mind space of, I don't know if I saw it or if I was just half dreaming. Yeah. But that's the closest I have to a ghost story. Okay. I, I do not have anything. From really. a small town, there's got to be something. Oh, we had a lot of, we had a, like, we knew all the lore. For sure. Yeah, what was it? Oh, there was just, you know, uh, there was a house in a part of town that was very old, and it used to be a train station. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was the elementary school there, which is very old. The elementary school was built in, like, 1912. So uh-huh. back when it was a train station, it and when it just became an elementary school, the train was still operating. Yeah. So a uh, little girl got hit by a train, and then uh, her brother killed himself. Oh, my God. And then that house was just... Like the haunted house, like yeah, pe- everybody like knew a guy who lived there or something. Yeah, everybody just was like, it's a spooky house. It's just a dead haunted house. Oh man, that's so like a lot of in his story. Uh, well, okay, well, you you um, oh, um, do you want to hear something? And then my mom had another <laughs> friend. Yeah. So, well, actually, I killed two people, and they still haunt me in my dreams. So okay, there was this undead jailbird. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we had there was a lot. There was like the there was. Yeah, we got like just all the all the dirty laundry everybody knows in small towns. So like we knew all the there was like serial killers and stuff and like yeah, just little things like that. But never anything necessarily like I always wanted that definitive connection. Yeah, you know, like that that moment of like you know you turn around and there's like a woman in white kind of runs at you or something. Yeah, Victoria historically is oh. very haunted too. Yeah, I've heard that. And yeah. Jack, nothing ever happened to me there. But uh, like, there's the, the the woman in white in that golf course. You know that one. Uh, Alana Brittany that. mentioned this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're going to say Alana Brittany like knew her. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah cool. Alana Brittany was good friends with her. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> uh, so it was yeah, it was like um, like a a nade a nade a nade. <clears throat> it's cool to invent a word from the top. Uh, <laughs> it was a maid, uh, not a maid. What am I saying? A nurse. God. <laughs> Sean, you take it. <laughs> All right, spitball to me here, Darcy. Uh, okay, so there was there was a, a nurse, no a nade. No, she turns uh, into improv. Yes, and it had a really scary mask on, yeah. it, and it was the Slipknots. And, uh, it, was, it had the clown mask. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it was like a, a nurse got murdered, and then her body was found on the beach, mm-hmm. and then that's the most frequent one. Is like golfers will just be like, "I'm playing a perfect game," and then they'll turn around and there'll be a woman who'll be like, oh, and "They'll be right there." Fuck. A lot of accounts of it, like Jesus barely. Christ. Recent ones, and that's that one's very consistent. Huh. I knew a I knew a guy who went to like community college with a guy who was a food reviewer and also a ghost hunter. Mm-hmm. Wow! And, and he posted it all online. And then the guy I knew, I'm not going to say his name. He's a comic, but I'm not going to give him the promo. Okay. Uh, just because it's funny to me. <laughs> no, it was Shane Priestley. Uh, Shane Priestley could tell the story better than I could. But he went on a date, uh, and he like was like, hey, I'm going to take a date like on the ghost hunt. And yeah. I was like, that sounds really cool. Like That could be really fun. He was like, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And then apparently the ghost hunter was like trying to break them up the whole time. Like, Whoa. You know, if you see this ghost, they say the relationship never works. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And, you know, I'm also a food reviewer, so I get free 
tickets to all the restaurants. It's, like to, <laughs> it's amazing. It's like an <laughs> SNL sketch. It's fucking ghost hunter trying to yeah, steal yeah. my date. Uh, so yeah, nothing really beyond that. Okay. I like but. the idea of you just not being in touch with it and ghosts trying to haunt you all the time. You're like, you know, we just can't crack that Darcy Collins guy. <laughs> that's, that's my, like, that's the way that I could still believe in it. Yeah. Because just being like, it's never happened to me. I ain't seen it. I would love I want it. it. Yeah. I want it so bad. When Oladata was on this show. He for sure believes in ghosts. He thinks my house is haunted. I, yeah. He thinks everyone's house is haunted. Like, I don't even have any confirmation that he does, but I know he believes in yeah. ghosts. I had, <laughs> I, we were hanging out on my balcony and the door sorry, shut. So I'm so sorry. Door shut because of the wind. And then he He's was like, just oh! like, it was, yeah, it was like full on where he was like, it's haunted. Your place is haunted. Your place is haunted. And I was like, it's Yo, not man. haunted. It's the wind. He's like, and then that night he texted me and he was just like, the wind chimes. They didn't make a noise. <laughs> I was thinking like, about it all night. All right. So this is really it's a good point, though. How, yeah, mu- how much? How much ghost hunting gear do you think he has in his like uh, fanny pack that he wears <laughs> yeah, yeah. in his chest? I like the idea of a ghost being. Let's scare the shit out of this kid. You hold the chimes. <laughs> I'm gonna slam the door. He'll he'll fuck him up. Yeah, yeah. When when he was on here, I was like, I want to be haunted. He was like, No, 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 no. Like he was like, wasn't funny to him. He's like, No, 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 no. no. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I want it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I, I want to believe there's more than this, you know? Yeah. yeah, or even that we can leave some kind of echo behind or something, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because then mm-hmm. that's that's like, because then if you can find, it's just one step closer to being like a cryptozoologist, which is what everyone wants to be, whether they admit it or not. Is that a Ben Stiller movie? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when Ben Stiller's cryptozoology money. <laughs> you made a Ben Stein reference there, which is great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Uh, <laughs> I did. I got them confused in my it's head. Meet the Fockers 5 as he tries to conjure his forefathers. <laughs> yeah. His four Fockers. Harry, <laughs> Harry, the, Harry and the Hendersons and also the Fockers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I... Um, I've like I've I, okay. I mean, I don't know how far into this we get. I've attempted to contact the other world. You I had a Ouija a, board. I had a grimoire and I tried to set. What's a grimoire? Yeah, what's that? It's, uh, it's like a book of uh, spells that takes itself very seriously. Whoa. And my yeah, my mom had one in her library because she's kind of like an old hippy dippy lady. And yeah. I was like, I'm a fuck with this. And yeah. then there was one on how to be a werewolf, and I did it. and Nothing happened. I just you're just oh, so hairy. Just yeah. 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 yeah, I'm pretty hairy. <laughs> <laughs> but when the it form, worked halfway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the full moon comes up, I'm just like, can't stop eating red meat. Like, yeah, <laughs> Didn't work, though. <laughs> Didn't work, though. I'm a skeptic. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I tried I tried some spells when I was a younger man, and nothing happened. Uh, it it kind of made me cold and hard and cynical in my early 20s, and then now I'm kind of at a point where I'm like softened well, enough up that I'm like, I think I can, I can admit that I think it's cool. Maybe you did a cynicism spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> this one's going to turn you into a dick. <laughs> and I was like, sweet, I want to have sex so bad. And like, <laughs> you did an abstinence spell. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, anything else coming up? This is coming up, coming out this week. Do you have anything else coming up? Any shows? Uh, I will be, oh, fuck. Nah. It's okay. I, what's your, what's your uh, Instagram? My Instagram is uh, at Darcy Boone Collins. I okay. think uh, okay. my Instagram's a lot funnier than my Twitter. Nobody seems to like my Twitter. Like Twitter's that call. Twitter's hard that way. It's not yeah. fair. Yeah, it doesn't. The amount of love it gets isn't representative of the quality of of tweet. I find. Thank you. You're welcome, Sean. 
at Seanald underscore McDonald. Okay. I don't really mess with Twitter. Okay, but yeah. you do have an album coming out at some point on 604. <laughs> I do, and I have that. <laughs> I produced it. It's very good. One member of the band Fion was in the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's great. You also yeah, called out an ex-girlfriend from the stage, which is one of my favorite parts. I do, and it is cemented on an album <laughs> forever. That is... No, yeah. never forget. Okay, guys, thanks for coming on. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Comedy Here Often podcast. I've been your host, Kevin. Next week on the show, we have Chris Griffin and Dave Monhedge. 